Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have two new episodes coming out every week. Now let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, it's a small world that you're from Massachusetts. Small fucking world, dog. It is, man. Small world. That's we always talking about how small the world is, though. It's a trip. Yeah, you said you knew someone out in Fitchburg? That's where I so, am. My man's, yeah, he, he out here now. He live out in Boston again, but he was out there for like three years because of his girl and shit, but I've been out like twice, fam. It's a I've wild place. Fit- you it's have a any wild, wild spot, <laughs> though. you have any <laughs> wild stories from Fitchburg? We was out there recording, right? We was out there. We went out there to record some shit. And the fucking dude, wild-ass white dude, he was the one that was producing and shit. Homie's drinking the 151, you know, wildin', getting lit. Buddy breaks the bottle and keep drinking out the fucking bottle. And I'm like, I never seen that before. I never saw that shit before. <laughs> that does sound like some Fitchburg shit right That's there. That's my Fitchburg story. <laughs> so oh shit. <laughs> Isn't that wild how like different areas are just so crazy for different ways? Like you right. I know you are in Miami, and like Yo. Miami's crazy. But when you what? say Miami's crazy and you say yeah. Berg's crazy. Those are two completely, completely different crazy. crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I tell I tell motherfuckers in Miami, I'm like, yeah, because of course Miami's crazy as fuck. We all know that. But I try to let them know, bro. Over here, we got some crazy, crazy shit ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Saying? Massachusetts got some crazy motherfuckers too. I feel like living in Miami is different. Like visiting, I oh, can do it, God. but living out there, I feel like it would be too much for me. Bro, it's it's too much. It's the perfect way to say it, Buck. It's too fucking much. I was out there 15 years, bro. Seen too much. Seen too much, man. It's just too much out there, bro. It's, it's, it's nonstop. Motherfuckers go out there and just, it's, it's a different breed, man. I like Massachusetts because you kind of have to struggle to get what you want. Like, shit's not easy in Massachusetts. Uh -uh. You have to leave. You can be and you can live in Mass, but you have to leave Mass to make shit happen, you know? Right about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, but, you know, out here, we taught to work. We work hard out here. You know, that's something about Mass. I go to Florida, man. It's it's different uh, work ethic. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we go hard out here. Why do you think we have a, why do you think we have this work ethic out here? Just the upbringing, dog. Just the way we all brought up, fam. It's just, it's a tough ass, you know, get your own type vibe when you come up in Boston. You got to work for what you want. We all started working mad early. You know what I mean? So, So it's just, and also the rules, this is one of the biggest things. This is one of the things I think I'm struggling with about leaving Miami and coming back. There's no rules in Miami. There's no rules at the job. There's no rules in the fucking streets. There's no rules anywhere. So I got so used to this fucking anarchy. I come back here and it's a lot more structured. And yeah. I remember my managers was a lot more on me. My managers paid closer attention to my, my clock and shit like that. So you kind of got to go harder out here. Out there you can fuck off, you know? It's that like it's we're too old. It's like the old Puritan mindset. You exactly. Know? Like That's exactly. Miami's new. Miami's a new city, you know? facts that's a fact bro and you get that vibe you get that vibe from the people you get that vibe from the whole the whole city you know yeah do you feel like you can create better in a place like miami or a place like mass damn that's a good ass question bro i like being out here right now like i'm writing this album i'm doing right now and it's nice out here because where i'm at is fucking quiet 
I ain't had quiet for so fucking long, but I also got used to the the rowdy shit out there. So I was, as of right now, I guess it's easier for me to write in Miami. I'm getting used to being back in Boston. and shit is like a different world, different fucking yeah. world. Because you like, I feel like Miami probably has more inspiration around you, but that ins- that can also be distraction. You know, a big distraction. Yep, big distraction. Big distraction. I got all my people I link with out there. We always talking moves and music and life, and it gets me inspired and shit. We also all getting fucked up the whole time, so yeah. it's, it's a fucked up mix of like, yeah, it's inspirational, but then you you know you hurt in the next day, and it's a trip. It's a trip. Now, my, come back. A trip. Yeah. What made you leave Miami? Bro, I needed a break, fam. I needed a break. And also, this is the year. This is the year, Buck. This is the year I'm taking that leap. You know, in Indiana Jones, this is what me and my moms always talk about. In Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, when that motherfucker had to step off the ledge and he couldn't see the bridge, but when he stepped, the bridge appeared, that's what I'm on this year. You know what I mean? So scary as fuck leaving Miami. Like, that's my comfort zone at this point. But I also know, Sometimes comfortability can keep you back, though. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so comfortable in my man. I got everything in Miami locked in as far as day-to-day life. But fam, as far as making moves, it's really hard to focus out there. You know what I mean? And also I've been missing, I've been missing my city, though. I've been missing some fam time. I want to get a little gritty. I want to get Boston. I'm coming out to New York to fuck with my boy CZ, who who set this whole thing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. and that's my man's. That's my man's right there. That's Wait, like my other half. You guys are both out here. But you met in New York. the dude in Sweden, right? That's my brother. So my my actual blood brother lives in Sweden. My older okay. brother. All right. You know what I mean? And he spits too. He's he's the OG of this shit. So he be out there and he's always doing these daily freestyles, tagging me, yo, hop on this battle, hop on this Instagram challenge. And I'm not good with social media. I'm more of like a in-person motherfucker. But yeah, I started hopping on some of these challenges. I seen CZ. And one day CZ put up some shit on Instagram like, yo, I'm in the lab now. $50 beat, next person to hit me. I said, yo, hey, yo, I said, what's good? You know I mean? Send me the joint, laid it, he loved it. He was like, you want to run it again? I'm like, yo, same price. He's like, same price. I'm like, fucking run it, B. So me and him started working together. You know what I mean? We started becoming like close, close. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just about music no more. And I like doing music with motherfuckers where I can get to know them a little bit. You know? Yeah. In this world, in this world we live in, bro, where it's so like, you never really get to see somebody and get to know nobody. It's like I actually built a relationship with this motherfucker, and it's been it's been dope. I ain't had that for a long time. You know what I mean? That is so dope. That's the CZ Wonder. And you guys have a project, a full project coming out. So boom, so it's gonna be like basically we dropped the EP a couple months back, um, and we're gonna be dropping another EP. And basically, it's almost like these two EPs create a full project. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's an EP, and it's actually with theme in this one off of movies because I'm a movie head so he hit me up and he's like ah, I got an idea for this joint he's like maybe we do it off movies and we could theme the songs and the album around that I'm like shit absolutely fam I'm a movie head Ba-da-da. I sent him like 20 you know names of movies that's my favorite shit he picked like six started sending the beats one's named you know Goodfellas one named Hangover one's named you know Shawshank Redemption so it's really like a movie what are the other three what are the other three keep them in i got i can't say them all buck i gotta all right keep all right no because i it's so funny because like i'm a movie head in that way and i didn't even realize it until like i was with my girl i'm with my girl and she's like damn you always want to go to the movies she's like i've i haven't been to the, the movies in years and you're taking me like every other week and in my stand-up i'm like 
I'm listening back to my stand-up sets and I'm like, damn, I'm referencing movies that no one in the, like I have a whole joke about airplane. Like no one, <laughs> most people in the audience have never seen airplane, you know? I have the same struggle with my shit. I'm always referencing this. I'm like, damn, I wonder if people even know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about. I'm hey, wild. My main joke, like my closing joke, like what I think is my favorite uh-huh. piece is all about the boy in the striped pajamas. Like my shit. <laughs> hey, not for nothing too. I popped on your shit. I'm like, yeah, let me check out fuck. Good shit on the stand-up, man. I respect oh, that. Yeah, bro. I watched a bunch of your clips, dog. You had me going, man. That's thank good you. Shit. Yeah. Stand up was the thing I did before the podcast, before anything. Like that's yeah. my, like because you started this during the pandemic, right? Yeah, good shit. Well, I respect that. Thank you. When did you start? Yeah. When did you start on your journey? Because you've had a long journey, bro. Long journey, bro. I'm an OG out here now. And so I started spitting when I was like 14, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this shit like 20 plus years now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to show my age too much, but I'm. A, Rappers rappers and women are the two people you can't ask their age. That's funny, right? Hey, but fuck (laughs) that. I'm 39, looking sexy. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers think I'm like 28 anyway, B. It's all a sort of mindset. People think I'm 40, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. uh, So I've been doing this shit for a minute, bro. And I actually, uh, I got two hustles too, just the same way you do your comedy and you do the, the podcast. I do my music. That's my that's my baby. That's my shit. But also, I got this travel company I'm starting, the Bucket List Specialist. We could talk for hours about that. But oh, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go, we, we, you going to like this. So it's like uh, this started in 2011, basically. I had this open heart surgery, stroke in my sleep, lost my fucking eye. Crazy. I was 26. I was 26, son. Young, chilling. What happened? Can you give the that story? Dude, okay, yeah. So I, I'm. It's some shit called endocarditis, first of all, which I never heard of before. The shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a coke dude, which in Miami most people thought it was off the coke. Fuck my heart up, nah, bro. I literally wake up one morning with my chick, and I'm like rubbing my eye. And you know, you got the morning eye and shit. I can't see out the fucking eye, so I'm like, let me go to the bathroom and check this shit out. Man, I get up and I got a blood clot in my leg about this this big. You know what I'm saying? So we go to the fucking emergency room, like a, a little downtown joint. And they're like, yo, Mr. Jones, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, we don't know what's wrong with you. We're going to send you to Jackson. So anybody from Miami know Jackson Memorial is like gunshot wounds, stupid car accident, like you about to die type shit. So I get to Jackson. Motherfuckers is like, yeah. You got about six hours left to live, bro. We got to do an open heart surgery. And I'm looking at them. I literally told them, like, bro, you got to check the chart again. I don't think you got the right. You were fine there. before that. Fine, fam. It was like a it was like a three day lead up. Like the first day, I was just feeling a little off. My brother, you know, he's on some like smoke a blunt, have some soup, you know, ginger ale, get better. Second day, I'm throwing up. I'm thinking I might have ate something fucked up at work, whatever. Third day was the whole eye blood clot thing. Boom, get there. Six hours left. Whole shit had me sign the fucking paper. If we mess up this surgery, you know, you can't sue us. Flew my family in from Boston, had like two hours left on the old clock. Did my prayer with the fucking minister, went in, heart surgery, boom. So came out of that shit. And I was like, damn, had me thinking about life, death, the whole fucking thing, you know, and I started this bucket list shit. Where I started just doing every fucking thing I've ever wanted to do and inspiring people I know to do it too. And when they're scared, I'm like, look, I tell them my story. I'm like, I'm fucking scared too. Let's jump off this cliff or let's, you know. So Buck, maybe one of these days, boy, I get you on a bucket list check. 
I'd love to do that. That's you know what I mean. That's crazy. Yeah. So what was what was the first bucket list thing you did, and then where when did that idea actually come to fruition? All right. So boom. So the actual idea came like I would say two years after the actual heart surgery. You know what I'm saying? Where I started really feeling all these thoughts and shit. And then I came up, this is actually my logo right here, my original logo I made like 10 years ago, Easy Travel, Bucket List Specialist, boom, boom, boom. And it was right after my heart surgery where I did my first thing where I was like, wow, that felt good. I wasn't supposed to do anything. My, my whole, my body fucked up. And they're like, in eight months, you can do any physical activity that anybody else could do. I'm like, anything, they're like anything. So me and my brother and my girl at the time fucking skydived literally eight months to the day that I left the hospital. And it was just the most like liberating feeling of like, damn, I can do this. I can do this. And I started chasing that that feeling. It's like a high of like, you know, being scared of something and then doing it is, 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 a, is a big conquering moment for you for yourself. And it feels like, ah. Yeah, the fear of death holds a lot of people back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Face did it, makes it a little bit easier to handle. It does in those situations. Like, don't get me wrong. I got my day-to-day struggles where I think about shit people probably don't think about. But when it comes to shit like that, I feel like I have this, this oomph in me that I can get other people to be like, come on, that's a Braveheart shit. Like, was- All right, it's funny. I was just talking to a friend about this, about skydiving, mm-hmm. about how statistically people who are like, I'm not nervous at all. Mm-hmm usually have a horrible time and are really nervous while yes. they're doing it. But people who are hella nervous beforehand yes. usually have the best time doing it. That's a very interesting thing you brought that up because I always tell people about this shit. I went skydiving with two other people, right? We decided it like a week before we went, real spontaneous, like, let's do this shit. From the second we decided we was going to do it, Buck, I'm tripping. I'm tripping on everything. I'm tripping on the parachute not opening. I'm tripping on fucking everything, right? My girl doesn't seem to have a care in the world. And I'm like, huh, I'm kind of like documenting this whole shit. Now, my brother, the one in Sweden, he a wild motherfucker. So it, it makes more sense for him. But he didn't care neither. Okay. Once we got in the plane, that whole week I've been freaking out. The moment I was in the plane and I knew there was no turning back, I felt all that dropping. And on some weird shit, I could see my girl's anxiety raising. Like she blocked it out for the whole week. And then it hit her on the plane. And then the third personality is my brother who didn't give a fuck during the week, didn't give a fuck on the plane, didn't give a fuck after. And was like, yo, let's do it again. So it was almost like three personalities jumping out of a plane. It was very interesting to see that. It's kind of like performing. It's like, I don't get, usually when people are like, you know, the drunk dude who's like, I'm going to get up and fucking perform. (laughs) He bombs and he makes a fool of himself. Mm -hmm. That anxiety Mm -hmm. you get right before you get on stage. That's the shit that pushes you to have a good performance. Exactly. You're right. I agree with that 100%. And I always get it. It's like, and I used to think it would go away after a while. But now I always get to, whenever I'm about to do some shit, perform or a bucket list thing, I always get this. So, you know, butterflies and shit. Like, all right, so you start go. the business. I want to hear about like what mm-hmm. so you just take people on there. So this is still in the starting process of the official business. Like I got an LLC last year, all that shit. You know what I mean? So right now I'm just doing my bucket list checks and kind of showing people the way I'm getting it. I'm formulating my plan on how to get it to the point where I am doing retreats. I am taking people to do this type of shit right now. I'm taking, you know, if my, if my boy never, like one of my mans out here, real hood dude. 
Love the Celtics. Love the Red Sox. Never been to a fucking game at Fenway Park. I took him last year. He got a liver problem. Like, he probably going in, going to be around forever type shit. So it was a real meaningful moment for him, for me. And, and since then, he's been calling me up like, yo, let's do some more shit. Let's do something else. I'm like, oh, I felt good, right? It felt good to get about your box, bro. Like, yeah. So that's a big thing besides the music. I'm on some AO, like, let's enjoy life. Let's enjoy this shit type vibe. What that's other bucket list shit have you done? I got one for you. Last year, I did stand-up comedy, which had did been you? on my bucket list. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go? That's great. Yeah, I'm going to send you the video. It went really dope, bro. I you loved do. it. I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was a blast. And uh, my neighbor back in Miami, shots to Paula, she is the, actually the voice of A&E's podcast. And she runs, she's in the podcast game herself, and she does stand-up. So that's an interesting Thing oh, that really? oh, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. She actually had one that was really big. You were in the you were in the wrestling world too, right? Absolutely, bro. For like four yeah. years, big time with the WWE. Yeah, I did uh I did Shaq's intro. When he did <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have so much. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot to talk about. And fuck the WWE because the end, the end was like a bad breakup. But it's a oh. funny ass story. Really funny story. I got him. I got him. Mm-hmm. All right. See, I know nothing really about wrestling other than like West Side Gun shit. Like I went, I think, to SmackDown when I was a kid. And exactly. I think when I was a kid, my parents told not told me it was real, but you know, you don't know. And we then when I saw it live. When yeah. I was a kid, like when I was six years old and I saw them setting up the sets and everything, yeah, 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 yeah. It made me not like it. Fast yeah. forward, like I'm 25, I'm young, so I mm-hmm. side gun. I don't know if you know Griselda like that. Yeah, he loves wrestling, so he puts out like mystery items. So mm-hmm. I buy a mystery item and I'm on stage and this dude's like, how the fuck are you wearing that shirt? I'm like, you don't like West Side Gun? Yeah. Like, no, how the fuck do you have Chris Benoit on your shirt? (laughs) Hey, they take that shit serious. I don't know anything about wrestling. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, I'm 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 out of date with the wrestling now. I'm back in the day like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, you know what I mean? Ric Flair. Those was my those was my days. First we'll talk about the stand-up. So you got your friend to do you you do stand up. So so she kind of coached me and shit and she so we did a we did a podcast uh through Pineapple FM about the apartment that I live in because it's a weird ass complex in Miami, super scarface vibes. We got weird ass neighbors. So when they came with the boom mics and everything, they're filming, they were like, Hey, could we film you doing something off your bucket list? And I'm like, Of course, what we talk about, you know? And in my house, I got it like five big cardboard sheets with all my bucket list shit, like over 400, 500 things. And it's sitting right in my living room. So the folks was in there interviewing me and they're like, can we look through your bucket list? I'm like, yo, go ahead, pick what you want. They seen the stand-up. They were like, yo, we want you to do stand-up for us. I'm like, no shit. All right, fuck it, let's rock. Had my neighbor kind of train me on what to do. They had me tell a story, which I thought was fucked up, but the crowd liked it. Like Back, back, back in the day in Miami, my car got stolen, right? And I called the police and I ended up getting arrested for my car getting stolen. It's a fucking wild story from my brother, too. And uh, they're like, no, this story's hilarious. You got to tell it. I'm like, y'all for real, man. I don't want to talk about this shit. They're like, nah, that's the point of comedy. So I go on stage. I tell my little story. I do my little thing. And it was a fucking blast. Buck, like, crowd was loving it. I was loving it. Shit felt authentic. When I was done, they're like, oh, you going to do it again? 
I'm like, maybe, but the point of the bucket list is just to do it at least once. You know what I'm saying? So now it's not even on my brain anymore. Like snowmobile out of your system. Yeah. Hey, you know, I just do it. I've done it. Now. You're a performer. It's not like you need that bug. Like you exactly, got it, you know? exactly. But amazing experience. Dope ass bucket list check. You know? Yeah. That's really amazing. Cool. So do when you I saw your favorite you, thing you've done on their bucket list. Mm, that's good. Dude. Yeah, that's good. You know, that's a tough one, bro. I'm thinking of these, see, I, I got something that is sexual, right? And I just did the sexual one with my girl. It was awesome, bro. So you ever seen, <laughs> you ever seen Seinfeld? Yeah. You're a Seinfeld guy? You remember the episode where George is eating the pastrami and then he's, he's banging and then the pastrami and the banging becomes like one. So yeah. I wanted to eat a pastrami sandwich while I was banging my girl and I did it and it was really fun. And it's just <laughs> dumb shit like that. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad now, they didn't ask you to film that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of them <laughs> You're like, yo, yo, this podcast is getting. You know what I mean? And then I got, I got wild shit like, uh, dumb shit like, uh, you know, in uh, Back to the Future when Marty McFly ride the skateboard, but he holds on to the car. Uh-huh. I want to do that just for a block. I want to ride a skateboard and hold on to a car. And then there's the big ones like, you know, I want to go to every country. I want to do all the fly shit. You know, all this crazy wild shit. You ever heard of uh? Uh, para hawking? Nah. Alright, this is some wild shit. This is what I do all day. I look up wild shit I want to do. Para hawking is basically you paragliding, but they have a trained hawk land on your hand, so you flying with a hawk on your hand through like the Alps and shit. Yeah, really wild. That's crazy. Crazy, bro. What's crazy. The, has there been anything scarier than skydiving? You know what I did like right right before before skydiving after the surgery, I did this shit in St. Thomas where I walked under the water with like the space helmet on. Mm-hmm. And right before I went on, man, they had me sign one of those whole like, you know, if you die papers and I was freaking out. And right before I got in the water, there was this big Thor looking motherfucker getting out of the water like spooked. And oh, I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> he don't want to do it. You know? <laughs> so, but I manned up, you know what I'm saying? I, I fought the I fought the little monster in my head and I did it. And I was like, Scared as fuck, cause so I could feel the pressure of the the water on my chest, heavy. You know what I'm saying? So my chest is like my danger zone. I don't let nobody get near my chest. It's a big thing. So being under the water, walking, I was like a a crazy joint for me. You know what I mean? Damn, was it cool? Yeah. Was it cool? Dope, 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 fire. Loved it, loved it. I wouldn't change none of my shits, man. I love them. That's why. Do you? Do you see that shit with like music too? Like, do you have a bucket list item for music or do you keep that because that's your art? Do you keep that separate from the travel? I got like three things on there that's music related. Um, I want to learn how to record my own shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I always got to go to the stool. I'm like, damn, I want to do this shit myself. I want to get a beat machine and start making my own beats. That's on the bucket list. Like it's written on there. And the third is, bro, I want to be a part of a, I want to be a part of a Grammy at some point. Big one, big one. Some of the shits on there is crazy, crazy hard to accomplish. Like one of the more ridiculous ones on there is I was, I would like to have lunch or dinner with Tom Brady, Nas, and David Goggins at the same time. And my brother's like, how the fuck you gonna pull that off? Like, <laughs> Give me some time, man. Let me see. Let me see what I can do here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you didn't think you were going to live. Did you think your body, like, has your body recovered? Mm-hmm. Like, better than ever. I feel like on some Terminator shit, it's really weird. I just got my second pacemaker put in, like, six months back, bro. It was wild. It's just... That is wild. It's been, it's been a wild-ass experience, bro. So that's why I came up with the whole Phoenix shit. You know what I'm saying? I got my tat and all that. Like, the Phoenix is... I never called myself the Phoenix before the heart surgery. And after that, I'm just like, all right. This shit is crazy. Some old Truman Show shit. Like the shit that, the way it goes, it's all happened has been so strange, but I've turned that shit into some type of power where now I'm using it to talk to people, man. When they be nervous and scared and especially dudes, I got some shit back in Miami. We starting, I might holler at you about actually some podcast shit I'm interested in called The King Stable, where it's like, uh, you know this motherfucker, Andrew Tate? Mm-hmm. Right. Shots to him, all that. I don't like the motherfucker, and I consider him like my arch nemesis. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you why. Because Andrew Tate. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck that dude, right? But he teaches people that you got to step on the weak people to be stronger. Now, a real king brings those weak people and makes them stronger, and then he walks with them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm since my surgery, I've been really into that shit, like getting motherfuckers to unite, be a little realer, be a little more honest about their motherfucking feelings, about how how who they really are, bro. We all we all put the mask on. We all do it. But when I sit down with at a table of kings or queens or whatever, man, I want to sit and I want to talk about some real shit. How you feeling? What you scared of, though? You feeling good? You nervous? How you love life? You know what I'm saying? And I don't want no fuck-ass tough guy answers because I'm a tough guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I feel like other tough guys see me opening up about certain shit, they be like, damn, all right, fuck it, yeah. Man, I've been arguing with my girl that she fucking with me. I'm like, there you go, brother. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to walk around cool all the motherfucking time. Like, let you cool down. So that's part of it. That's part of the whole thing. That's part of the shit I talk about in my music. That's the part of the way I live my life. The bucket list, the king's table is all in the same shit. You know what I mean? Just Yeah. I was just talking about that on the last podcast. Why do you think it is so hard for us, even creatives? Like, we put Mm -hmm. our out there more than anyone. But it's hard to open up about the real shit, like the shit that we all go through, you know? Well, it's just, it's the culture, dog. You know that. It's the way we were brought up. It's the way. And and it's one thing, because, you know, I'm an old school cat. And it's one thing I'll give the new school that they're doing is that they're being more open to having more fun with it. They taking it a little far in certain places, but it's helping me realize like, damn, we grew up really militant. Yo, you can't talk about this. You can't do that. If you do this, you suck. If you do that, you weak. All right, bro. Now we're getting a little older. I've been through enough shit where I feel like I can sit at the table with whoever. And I'm like, look, we can't walk around, fam, and act like shit ain't bothering us. Like real people shit. Like, like if you hood or if you rap, you almost supposed to be like, if you get Hit, if a hammer hits your foot, you almost spoke, ain't supposed to be like, damn, my foot hurt, dog. Like, you're supposed to dug it out. Or if your wifey leave you, you're just supposed to be like, fuck that bitch. Like, no, brother, no, that probably hurts really bad, son. You know what I'm saying? You probably need to talk about it. But we're brought up to be like, nah, thug it out, thug it out, which is very helpful in some ways because it teaches us to be strong, but it's also detrimental once we're grownups. And it's like, nah, you need to talk, B. You gotta talk, son. You got to open up. But as rappers, motherfuckers think it's like, damn, if I, if I do that, they're going to think I'm soft. I believe I'll smack the shit out of you and then talk peacefully to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle of like, don't get a twist to be at all. But I'm also tough enough. I can sit and be like, damn, B, 
stressed on my girl, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what to do with the situation or I'm worried about money or, uh, you know, if I'm sitting in a group of kings where I feel like it's reciprocated, like I can be honest with the motherfuckers and they can do it back, you know, instead of just, y'all fuck this bitch. Like, person. After, after you hit your 30s, you know, probably even at 25, we all fucking buck. Everybody's fucking. So you start to be like, all right, what else? What else you got from me? You got to have something else in there. There's got to be more. You always get this money. Let's fuck this bitch. Like, done and done. Check. Got you. What else? Yeah. What else? You know what I'm saying? What else? That's yeah, what a buck. weird. Uh, like, growing up, I think that's the tough thing about, like, TV, movies, whatever. Because it's a great uh-huh. thing, or sports even, like it's a great thing for people to talk about that doesn't, and I love that shit more than anything. But me like, too. you taught me how to make money. Why didn't yeah. you teach me how to make money? Why didn't you teach me how to have a healthy relationship? Like, you start just, in, you start, like we as humans are a combination of everything that's happened to us. So when yeah. we don't learn anything and we only see one way to handle a relationship, then you're going to mimic the only thing you see unless exactly. you're taught other ways, but we're not taught other ways. No, no, we're not. We're not. It's the, it's one of the most untalked about things ever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm bringing that shit. I'm, that's one of my things. I'm bringing that shit forefront. I'm talking about it with you, talking about it with my brother. I'm talking about it with the Kings. I'm like, listen, Gentlemen, it's time. It's time to cut the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm personally too grown not to talk about this shit. And that Andrew Tate shit, I've never talked about him on the podcast. I've never really, like, I've watched clips and stuff. But it's like, you can tell, like, I'm a nerdy dude. But yeah. I can tell he's a nerd who just is faking it so much. Yeah. Like, like you're so- a fucking doofus, bro. Yeah. Like, at least Somebody- own up to it. Like, I'm on, a- People, like, don't, people get mad at me that I like people get mad at Conway that like uh-huh, sit uh-huh. down with me or West Side that'll sit down with me. But uh-huh. well, everyone's the same. Like we're talking to, if I'm a real person, they're real people. We're going to yeah. be real together. If you're faking yep. it, I don't want to sit at the table with you. That's it. That's exactly how I talk about it. I don't want to sit at the fucking table with you, bro. You can have your own table. I just don't want to be at the table. Bro. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? No, because I ain't telling no one not to do their thing, but it's like, what? Attention's the universal currency. I'm yeah. to give attention to the shit I want, you know? Yep, yep. And that motherfucker tape, boy, it's just, you could tell, man, somebody hurt you, dog. Somebody hurt you, huh? And you couldn't let go of it. You couldn't grow from it, bro. You turn that on to anger. And I'm like, I get it, because I'm an angry motherfucker. But I'm like, you still a pussy for the shit you shouting, because you talking a lot of shit, and these young motherfuckers is listening. Like, his numbers is through the roof. I be watching weird shit like that because that's not even on the music tip, but more on the bucket list and on the, on the shit I'm trying to do with that, man, you fucking up the whole youth's mindset. You know what I mean? So, so that's why I brought up his bitch ass, you know, like before him, my biggest uh, competition or the, the person I wanted to take out rest in peace was Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain. Now, I love Bourdain, but I also wanted his job. You know what I'm saying? So, now that he's gone, it's like, nah, I got a, I got a new enemy, and it's a real enemy. I'm like, yo, this dude's a hoe. This dude's a bitch-ass dude. I hope this motherfucking podcast blow up one day. Like, yo, watch the Phoenix episode. Like, yeah, Andrew Tate a bitch, big. He a dog. He a clown, big. But anyway, yeah. On some real shit, nah. Like, I remember my last girl, like, before I started the podcast. Like, the reason I started my podcast, she's mm-hmm. like, like, you're an asshole, and you drink too much. And I could have been like... Fuck that bitch. Like, yeah. fuck that. That shit. But no, nah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I had to sit with that shit and be like, mm-hmm. damn, like, she is right. 
Like I was yeah. drinking too much and I was an asshole. And my life has changed when I realized that, you know? You didn't let your ego block out the truth, though. That's good. That's good. How do you not let your ego block out the truth? You know what it is for me, Buck, dog? I've been humbled too many times by life, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like a choice no more. Like, I've had it. I had it for a long time, a bad one. Sometimes I wonder on some universal shit if that's why I got struck down with the heart shit and the, and the surgery and everything, because it none of it added up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't none of the reasons I would have got sick added up. And I always wonder, was it just the universe being like, homie, let me humble you real quick. Let me make you understand. You thinking about this all fucked up. So I was an arrogant motherfucker myself for a long time. And then after, you know, a couple of evictions, a couple surgeries, a couple fucking, you know, uh, letdowns in the music, uh, you know, some heartbreaks. It's, it's going to humble you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, if you can stay strong and grow from the shits, right, then that losses their lessons type vibe, boom, you're going to end up being like a real interesting, strong motherfucker. Because you understand the hurt, you understand the pain, you understand the fear, you understand the, the whole thing, but you also ain't going to let it stop you from fucking moving. You know what I mean? So I'm in that position where I'm like, yo, anybody sit with me, they can tell me, yo, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling, yo, maybe depressed, or I don't know what to do about this. I'm like, I'm open to hearing you, big. I understand what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm probably going to end the conversation on some uplifting shit, like, oh, bro, just push that shit to the side, thug your way through it, but I get it. And I'm not going to act too cool for school, like, no, 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 I get it, bro. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I fucking get it. And that's humbling. That's humbling by itself. So my ego just, that shit stays in check now. Yeah. You know what I mean? We like to think we're all special, but we do like to think we're more special than we are. That the bad feelings are the only ones we, mm-hmm. like, we're the mm-hmm. only ones dealing with them. Like, we think we're so special that no one else is having as bad thoughts as we are. Absolutely. You know? And I'm guilty of the same shit. Can't even, you know, I'm guilty of the same shit, bro. Me too, to bro. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I try to check myself, like, yo, eat, stop, you know, focus, snap, snap back into reality and shit. But it's a, it's an interesting process once you start being real with yourself. It's a mountain, bro. It's a fucking mountain. Like, I tell people sometimes, I'm like, you might want to start this work now because <laughs> it's not like a quick thing, dog. You're going to start learning about yourself. You, you know, said you started rapping at 14. It's nothing's uh, like the only way you're like, nothing's like a quick journey, you know? Nothing, nothing, bro. Amen. Amen to that. Only quick journey's life at the end of the uh-huh. day. Like, you uh-huh. know? And that's my favorite fucking journey. This shit is wild. You know, this shit is really an What's your proudest point? moment in life? Damn, that's a, that's a good fucking question, Buck. Um, I'll be real, bro. This shit was the biggest part of my life, though. It's it's the surgery. It was probably skydiving after the surgery. You know what I'm saying? Everything, whenever I think about everything in my life, it comes back to the surgery, bro. Now, like, uh, performance-wise, career-wise, music-wise, I would say, like, working for the WWE, that was a dope moment. I I performed at Jamie Foxx, man. God bless Jamie Foxx. We had performed for his birthday back in the day. That was a cool moment, man. I had the whole bitch rocking and I had these moments. You know know the feeling, Buck, when it's just all these doors, right? And you're knocking on these doors, but the key ain't fitting in any of the doors, but you know the key fits somewhere. 
Yeah. That's been my mission on music. You know what I'm saying? And and I enjoy it because it's all about the journey, not the destination. I gotta love the process, but boy, it's just been so close here, right here, right there, right there. And I'm like, oh, oh, if I get it, it's gonna feel so motherfucking good, B. Was there anything that made you almost stop? Yeah, yeah. I took a, it was hard for me, right? It was hard for me. I was working with my man, Derek. Shouts to Derek. Just won a Grammy. Fucking with Kodak and uh, Kendrick on Kendrick's album. So yeah. I worked I worked with homie for like eight years, right? In Miami. It's a spot called the Pink House. Shouts to Brett Beats, all them boys. I'm over there kind of like an alumni. I was over there recording. We was trying to get it. I was on the XXL freshman class, like almost made the cover with these motherfuckers. Uh, like PNG, PNB Rock. I was on the same joint as them, but whatever. I'm over there recording. And homie Derek started taking off in the production joint because he worked with Coward a lot. He had made like, all I do is win. He had made a bunch of shit already. So now like French Montana's coming to the studio and I'm starting to get texts like, yo, E, I got to push your session back. And of course, I understand French Montana, you know, oh, Future's coming to the studio. Pitbull coming to the studio. Uh, Belly coming to the studio. I'm like, well, goddamn, congratulations, y'all boy. And then it got to the point, like, all right, Derek signing with Kodak. Kind of like, our relationship's over. Homie flew me out to New York, treated me nice, took me to dinner, even bought me some recording equipment. But it was just like, it was, it was, it was a tough moment for me because I thought I was going to make it with these boys. You know what I'm saying? And it was just a little, and I, and I, and I, I stopped for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just stopped for a minute. I just, it was probably like a good year, year and a half where I didn't pick up the pen. I was just like, ah, that shit hurt. That shit hurt, baby. You know what I mean? And then over the years, I realized it was a lot of ego, <laughs> a lot of my, ego that got in the way where I probably could have kept that bridge strong. They still my mans and all that, but it's like my ego got in the way and that was one of my worst moments in my time in, in doing music. You know what I'm saying? And then while I was doing music with them, I was trying to get on for real. So I was doing shit that they wanted me to do. And I remember people that love my music would be like, yo, E, that shit is trash. But the people in the stew would be like, this is the joint that could get you on. And I started losing all this love for the shit. It was a really weird feeling. The whole experience was mad weird. So that would be the time where I was like almost quit. I knew I wasn't gonna, but it was definitely like a little pause for me. I'm like, what brought being you? A, the love, the love, bro. It's like if you don't eat meat for a minute and then you walk by a barbecue and you're like, I probably heard a beat or something. And I'm like, all right, who am I playing, man? Give me the fuck mic. You know what I'm saying? And, and I always freestyle. I'm a freestyle dude, big on freestyle. So people always, when they see me, yo, he hit a big, yo, rap for this person, yo, do that. So it was hard to even avoid it. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I started rhyming again, which is funny about music, the shit was way more fire. You know, it was, it was nice that I sat on it for a while. It was nice that I went through this, like, yo, who am I type moment? Am I, am I trying to get on on this poppy beat? Am I, am I trying to stay easy? So... It was a very, it was a very interesting moment. And then to see Derek get on so big, blow the fuck up, it was also like, all right, this is possible. This is possible. You know what I'm saying? I sat with this motherfucker every day. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of different emotions that went through that experience. And I, I've been taking years to chop up how I felt about it, why, why it hit me so hard, why I felt so like left out, whatever the case, you know what I mean? But it's also like you got to man the fuck up and understand what the situation is. Yeah, your ego and your anxiety can be like a like a like a rescue dog. Yep, you know? yep, 
It's yeah. like that shit's wild and you can yeah. let it be wild or you can train it. And that training Actually, might take a long I, time. But you yeah. can train that dog, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the shit was running wild at the time. So I know if a similar situation happened now, I would handle it way different. You know what I'm saying? But this is it's like it's like eight years ago. It's a while back now. So But yeah, that would that would be my moment where I was like, fuck, man. How how did the uh, Jamie Foxx birthday? You just dropped that in there. Debbie Foxx birthday was lit. So I moved to Miami with this whole diabolical plan to like be a bartender, get into South Beach nightclubs. This is right around when Ross had just dropped Port of Miami. Like Khaled was just blowing up. I was working at the, the the club that Khaled just quit from. He was the DJ at the club. They're like, oh yeah, Khaled used to work in this room. Boom. So I started getting cool with everybody. I had it to the point. Well, we're paying the valet to put my demo in Fat Joe's car, uh, Nori's car. You know, I'm, I had my people who was working security. I couldn't get the bartender job, but I'm working security. I had my mans calling me on the, on the headset like, yo, uh, DMX is walking out. Like, hit the, we had a code for it and everything. So I'm on the grind. Everybody knows I spit. Everybody, whatever. So one day they let me rock the inside room of Mansion, right? And they're like, yo, if you do good in here, we'll give you the big stage. Fuck, I rocked it. I had all my people come through. All eight people come through. We we, we we killed it. One of my favorite shows I ever done, dope. Like, I had strippers on the poles, wilding, do, 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 do. They're like, yeah, you did good. You can perform now for the big stage. And we got Jamie Foxx's birthday coming up. I'm like, here we go. I'm about to make it. Another one at the time, I had that key in that door, like, oh, I'm about to get it. Had it all ready, and it was ladies' night, right? I'm like, okay. And I had this fire-ass song at the time called Pussy. Right, and it's actually like a real sexual song. You could put it on with your lady, and it's not like offensive. But my GM at the at the club was like, "All right, you're going to get two songs. What's the song you going to play for the ladies?" I'm like, "It's called Pussy." I'm like, "Don't get thrown off by the names." That she's like, "I hate that name. You can't do that song. You have to come up with another song immediately um, for women." I call her my beat man. I called up Derek, matter of fact, and I'm like, "Yo, shorty, tripping on this uh, song. I got to come up with a song for chicks." He throws me this fire-ass beat. Now, I got to lay this track and do it the next day. So I, I, I write the song, boom, 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 boom. I lay it down. I'm listening to it over, over, over. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like, fuck it. I get on stage to do the, like, preset. Club's empty. I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, I'm fucking out here. I'm about to make it. Soon as she throw the beat on, yo, Buck, I forget every word of the fucking song I just wrote. And I mean every fucking word, dog. I had just wrote it. I was listening to it over and over. I'm like, damn. I tell my brother after, I'm like, son, I just forgot all the words. He's like, man, stop tripping. He's like, come on, smoke something, relax, get dressed, take a shower, get ready. You about to do it for Jay Fox. In my mind, I'm thinking, damn, this is a problem. But there's a problem because I t- yo, I get on stage in front of Jamie Fox. Tank opened up for me. Yo, here go E and J. They called me E and J at the time. That was my name before the Phoenix. Yo, E&J coming to the stage. Give me the mic. Jay Fox is right there. Beat drop. Shit go blank. I couldn't remember a fucking word. I'm still thinking of the other song I was going to do. So I freestyled my way through the shit. You know what I'm saying? And and people loved it and everybody went crazy. But it was one of my hardest moments, dog. I was like, nah, I fucked up. I dropped the ball. So the trials and tribulations of this shit is wild. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is crazy. It was it was a wild one. It was a wild one. I'm not gonna lie. I ain't thought about that for a while, but yeah. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine like being like 
uh, no, you have to write a new joke and perform it right now. Oh, by tomorrow? And you're like, come on, man. I had uh, to- you should have just lied about the name of the song. Change the name. Duh, I fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. 100%, bro. <laughs> Be like, the song's called Women Are Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the problem was I did say pussy like five times in the hook, but in a sexy way, dog. But yeah, you're right. I should have just pulled it off. I should have shot the gun on that one. So, yeah. Uh, how did the how did the you write the intro for Shaq? We you drop you dropped a lot when we were talking yeah. real shit, but now I want to hear the exciting stories. Let's bring it to the good shit. All right, so boom. No, the other shit's the good shit. This Facts. Is- <laughs> so boom, I'm working at this joint, uh, 24 hour fitness, the Shaq Gym in Miami, in Coconut Grove, and I got I'm working front desk, and I literally. You got your membership cards here, and I got a stack of my demos back when CDs was still out. You know, boom, right there. So I'm passing them out to every member that come in the gym. Boom, boom, boom. I pass it out to this one lady. Turn out her high school boyfriend that she's still cool with is like the lead music guy for the WWE. She's like, can I send you shit to him? I'm like, come on, get out of here. Homie starts hitting me up. I do like three, four joints for him. They're calling me up with the weirdest shit. But, okay, I want you to do this one. Um... What was my man's name? Ezekiel Jackson. He used my intro for like four years. It's on the video game. It's on the whole thing. And they would call me and they would be like, here's the beat. Would be trash. Some old dong, dong, ding, dong. Like weird WWE shit. And they'll be like, we want you to mention crab legs, boots, uh, the sky. And they'll say like 10 dumbass random things. And I'm thinking, how the fuck am I going to mention this in a song? But I started doing it. I was having fun with it. I'm calling Derek. I'm going to the studio the next day. We're laying these shits down in 24 hours. They're giving me 1500 a track. Beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Boom. So they hit me up with the shack joint. They're like, oh, we got a big one for you. Da, da, da. And they tell me, oh, we want you to say shark fin uh, for Shaq. And I'm like, come on, B. What are you talking about? Why? I don't know, because it's WWE, like, corny shit. You know what I'm saying? So they send me the beat. They send me this. They, they tell me what they want the song to be named. I got to come up with it in 24 hours. I do the shit. And I actually, it was the first time I saw my shit on TV. I saw I was in Mexico with my girl when the WWE, that episode came out. And I'm out there watching Shaq come out to my shit. And I'm just like, yo, fuck out of here. That's crazy. Now, that was dope. Fire, really cool moment for me. Next, they hit me up. This is where it got funky. They hit me up, right? And, and mind you, this is two old-ass white dudes, like real CEO types that you would expect. They hit me up like, um, yo, we want to fly you out to Connecticut, to the headquarters. You know what I'm saying? We work on Swiss Beats, and we got Little Wayne's producer. Another moment. I put the phone on mute, and I scream like a lion. Ah! I'm like, yeah. I'm in Miami. I'm like, all right, where? let's get it. Fly me out real nice. I get off the plane. I got the Evan Jones thing waiting for me with the chauffeur they take me to the hilton i got a meeting with these dudes in the fucking wwe headquarters i'm like yes bro i go in there long story short this is before instagram anything anything dog and these motherfuckers thought i was black like i got black in me but they thought i was black because of my voice because we only talked on the phone bro it was the wildest reverse of like some shit they walk in the room they're like hey like how you doing who are you like, I'm me, I'm easy. I'm like, I've been talking to y'all for like two years. We've been working together. They're like, oh, just one moment. They leave. Had me sitting there confused as fuck. I'm like, trying to figure out what's going on. Everything seems so good up till then. They come back in and they're like, all right, forget the stuff we were talking about on the phone. We want you to do a Mother's Day song with John Cena. I'm like, 
Now, mind you, John Cena wasn't John Cena then. You feel me? He was just an up-and-coming wrestler. And I'm like, how the fuck we go from Swiss Beats to this, da 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 And I started realizing what was going on. I, I don't really know. I get home, I get a call from these motherfuckers. They're like, yo, we need you to do a song, but we need a really scary black guy with you. I'm like, I don't really got no really scary black guys around the house, man. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what you want. They're like, all right, if you can't do it, we're going to pass the song to someone else. I'm like, chill, chill, chill. I'm sitting with my brother. I'm like, we're going to find that for you. We're sitting with each other like, yo, what type of fuck shit is this? Da, 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 da. We're thinking of people we could holler at, but we don't want to really share. We want to keep this for us. So we come up with an idea to make up a character and have Derek drop my fucking levels all the way down so it sound like this. And we created a character called Willie Left Foot. Wild shit, right? And we made him so hood. We made the verse so hood. Like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to rock it because that's what they want. They said, we want a black guy who's scary to white people, which is a crazy thing to say. That's that's crazy. Like, so we send it. They're like, nah, Willie Leftfoot is trash. He's too he's too hood. We can't pay you for Willie Leftfoot. I flip it on him. And I'm like, how you going to send me to the hood? I go out to Carroll City. I find this black, angry rapper. And now you don't want me to pay him. And they're like, all right, we're going to pay him. What's his real name? I'm like, I don't know. He's a hood dude. Write the check out to me. I'll pay Willie. So I get two checks from them cocksuckers for that last time I did a deal with him. Willie left foot was never real, but we threw him on like three more tracks after that. Real shit. True story. Fuck the WWE. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, That's wild. That's wild that even back then that they could like not openly say it, but like if that shit happened now, I feel like it's done. No, they could never say some shit like that now. But they, 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 they went hard with it. Like, yeah, we need a scary black dude that's going to scare white people. I'm like, I don't know if y'all can say that shit, dude. Like, what do y'all, uh, what do y'all say? I don't get why the WWE show went south by the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, they was, they was on some fuck shit. I know, I remember both their names, and I don't even want to say them, but I'm, I remember both their names, dog. So what do you <laughs> see as your future? Like, that's all your uh, past. You said you've been trying to get your key. Like, what do you see as your future? All right, I love that. Man. You're good at this shit. You're a beast, buck. You're good with the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You're good with the shit. <laughs> bro, my future, what I see personally, is I'm not done with the music. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. Mark my words. Everybody, time, date, this statement. I know that the bucket list is going to work. I know that. And the bucket list is something I could do at 50, 60, and on. You know what I'm saying? As far as the music, bro, I'm... Very, very, very excited to take this Indiana Jones step because I've always played it semi-safe. You know what I'm saying? With the music. I always stayed in my lane. Da 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 da. My man CZ Wonder, the dude who set this up, he sees the game differently than I see. You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna be like talking with you. He's giving me different opportunities that I never had before. Well, I'm like, yo, I'm about to grab this motherfucker. This this opportunity, and I'm gonna do every single fucking thing I can with it. I told C's by next year. If ain't nothing popping, I'm hopping on a plane to Thailand. I'm going to live there for like a year just doing my bucket list shit. He told me, yo, E, I'm going to do everything in my power so you don't have to hop on that motherfucking plane. So I'm locked in with C's, and I said, bet, say less, B. I'm I'm, going to wait for that, and we're going to go hard, fam. You know what I'm saying? I plan on in my future. I plan on me and you in person, fam. I plan on doing a fucking bucket list check. I didn't even know you were in Massachusetts. That's crazy. I got like two weeks ago. No bullshit. I got like two weeks ago. So. I'm going to go out to New York um, next month, and I'm going to record the whole next album with CZ. We got some people who we're going to play it for and see what they talking about, or we might go the independent route. You know what I'm saying? But I really want to see what the fuck is good. I feel like after all the shit I've been through, 
this is what I keep saying, and I don't know if it even makes sense, but I keep saying it. I feel like I'm the most me I've ever been right now. Does that make sense? You feel yeah. me? Like my whole life, I've been trying to find out, like, who, who the fuck, who, who am I, bro? Like real shit. Like when you're not there, when my girl's not there, when my people ain't around, and I'm just looking in the mirror, like, who the fuck are you, bro? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want? I feel like I'm the most me I ever been. So what I mean by saying that is I feel like I have the best opportunity I've ever had right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. The result is not as important to me as it used to be. It's more important for me to do the shit and see what the fuck I can see. What, what If I can ruffle some feathers, see if I could turn some heads. You know what I mean? Because come on, man. I look at life crazy, Buck. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, and you have I'm a good blessed. mentality, which I think is like nine-tenths of the game, you know? That's it. Yep, yep. Nine-tenths, baby. It's all about the nine-tenths. I always say, bro, life is uh, 10% the problem, 90% how you deal with it. You know what I'm saying? You, the know. people who are the biggest aren't the best. Mm-hmm. The are the best are the people who think that they're good, so they don't really care. If you don't think you're good, then you're going to push yourself to prove to yourself that you are like, whatever, you know? Yeah. I also realized over the years, getting older too, when we're younger, we all want to be Drake status. You know, it's just the reality. Then you get a little older, especially living in Miami helped me a lot because I met a lot of celebrities. I got to see that shit and it's not, it's not. It's not whatever. It's not everything we thought it was. You know what I'm saying? So I'm more like, I just want to get recognition for being a beast at the art. You know what I'm saying? Get my couple dollars. That'd be beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Get my recognition and I'm good with that. Inspire a couple cats, get a couple cats going, ooh, that boy just splashed, da 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 So my, what I wanted changed as far as what I like to have Drake shit. Yeah, everybody in the world would like to have Drake shit, but I'm saying it ain't. It ain't as it ain't as uh, interesting as it's not as glamorous or the, the diamond doesn't sparkle as bright as it used to when I looked at it from over here. When I got closer, I'm like, I. Who do you want to model your career after? Mm. All right, it's wild, but uh, I really love how. How Ludacris did his shit, though. I really like how Ludacris. Now, my favorite is Nas. I'm a Nas dude. You know, I love Hove and everything like that. But the way Luda did it, it was because, dog, he ain't just a rapper. I'm not just a rapper. You're not just a comedian. You know, a lot of us have these double things inside of us, a triple or whatever. And I love the way that my man came in, made his music, did his thing, did his acting. Now he chilling, traveling the world. Still spitting, you know what I'm saying? If everybody wants 16, he got you, you know what I mean? But it's just like, damn, bro, I kind of respect the way you did your career, dog. You know what I mean? Like, I really do. I really do. That's cool. That yeah. is cool. What would you do in Thailand? You still should go to Thailand. That's oh, a bug. I want to oh, go to Thailand. Oh, really we go on to Thailand, man. So I got at least, like, seven things on the bucket list that I want to do in Thailand. Like uh, Muay Thai, you know, that's originated in Thailand, so I want to see, like, a live Muay Thai fight. I want to fucking ride in a tuk-tuk. I want to fucking... I want to go to a bunch of those um, temples. I Actually, I want to go stay in a monastery for a month with monks and shit. No talking, no nothing. Praying with them, cleaning their joint, just 
I wear the red thing. I don't give a fuck. I'm looking for that. Looking for that peace, fuck. Looking for that. Looking for that inner joint, you know. So That's Thailand, brilliant. yeah, yeah. Thailand has a lot that I that. And you know, it's like when something's just calling me. You know, I've traveled a lot. I love traveling, but for some reason, it just keeps calling me, and I'm like, all right, something's waiting for me over in fucking Thailand. Who knows what, you know? But it keeps popping in my head, so I gotta. If you want good Southeast Asian food, go to Lowell. Is that right? Oh, it's like 40%. It's crazy. It's There's so much good Cambodian food. Interesting. Food. Okay. Okay. Oh, Say less. Say yeah. Lowell's the best. Be right. I, I don't, I don't, Simply Khmer is a Cambodian place in Lowell. Khmer spelled K-H-M-Y-E-R, I think. Right in the note right it's now. Amazing. I write notes, Simply yeah. Khmer. Oh, say less. Come on, book. I'm all about recommendations, all about that good food. Absolutely. So you said you had the EP drop a couple, like a month or so ago? Shit. It was, uh, it dropped two months ago. We had a dope, dope listening party out at Miami Sound Bar in uh, Miami. We live streamed that shit. It was dope. Everything went real good. C's been playing it. You know, C's been playing it for a lot of people in New York. He played it for a couple of the record labels. You know what I'm saying? We had a good reaction. So, for this next joint, we're going to present it now with people knowing what we're already bringing to the table, knowing that they like the first joint, coming with the movie references on this one, see how it hits, see what they want to do with it, you know? Yeah. And then is that your next drop? Yeah. Yeah. So that shit's going to drop. We're going to drop it like September 15th. Oh, awesome. That's, awesome. Our, that's our expected due date. You know what I'm saying? For the baby is what we hoping for is the 15th. You know what I mean? No, and I'll definitely promote it when it comes out. Oh, 100 billion percent, fam. Fuck that. This, is, yeah. oh, this has been an amazing conversation. I can't believe it's already been an hour. Has it? Hey, fuck, oh. I enjoyed this, man. I, I ain't gonna lie. Great. I didn't Thank I didn't you. know it was an hour, bro. <laughs> Crazy. I, I, th- I, those are my favorite conversations yeah. that, we, that just fly by like this. Did, so. we, did, we, did we do good? Did we cover shit? This was amazing, I- bro. We got into real shit. We talked about fun shit. We... Good. So thank you so much, and I hope people enjoy this. Cheers, my bro. Listen, I'm gonna hit you with a DM in a minute, bro, just to send love, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah,